Welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Belun Klemsemeche. On this podcast, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come and share their life and career journeys with you. From entrepreneurs to nine to fivers, join us as each guest takes you through all of the highs and all of the lows of their journeys that have led them to being who they are today. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. If you're new here, welcome and I hope you enjoy this episode and come back for more. And if you've been part of the brigade, thank you for always coming back. Today's guest is Notando Dembe. Notando is the founder and creative manager of Notando Dembe Communications, or NTcoms. NTcoms is a digital agency that Notando started to help other entrepreneurs reach their full potential. The company helps small businesses grow and succeed through digital tools. She's worked with a number of clients from big corporates like Johnson & Johnson to small businesses and personalities like London Ngobo, who, by the way, was on an earlier episode of the podcast, <laughs> as well as in good company. Keep listening to hear how she's managed to start and successfully grow this incredible business. So let's dive in. Natanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. I feel like we, I feel like we spoke about doing this a very long time ago. Yes. And then we never did. A year or two ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's actually, it was two, two years, years ago, ago when we first met. Yes, yes. And, oh my gosh, please don't ask me why. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you know how these things get. <laughs> but I'm so glad we're here now. Yes. Um, I think it's an interesting time to have these interviews. Oh, yeah. Having had COVID and everything, and it's here been, we are live. It's been a memorable year. It's been yeah. a hell of a memorable year. So. True. Let's let's start all the way from the beginning. So take us all the way back. Take us through what it was like being younger. You, your childhood, yeah. your upbringing, and your schooling. Okay. So I'm um, born and bred in Durban from a township called Guamashu. Um, I grew up there with quite my big family from my mom's side. So my parents were married, but they were still staying with my grandparents because my mom was still in school. So... She wasn't allowed to go and live in her own place up until she oh. finished her education. So yeah. it was a good thing for me because I grew up with my family and my cousins and, you know, like in a big yard with everyone there. Um, so w- because my mom was in school, my granny basically raised me. So uh. and I loved my childhood. It was filled with so much love and family. And so I studied there in Durban up until matric. I went to Rich Park College um, and then after that, I went to um, study at a private college. I wanted to do psychology. So a lot of it was just something that I thought that's where my part needed to go because of um, I have like instincts of what you call it. It's like trying to help people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, maybe I need to go into psychology. So I went into that. Um, and then when I studied for the first year, it was kind of like super weird that I guess it was just not what <laughs> do I you wanted. mean <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't it wasn't what I wanted but for me when I look back it kind of taught me a lot of things because um that's when I realized uh that's when I was basically introduced to communications mm. and I was like oh this is an interesting module and I remember going to uh, my lecturer and asking about it it's like yeah this is what it is and this is what you can go into so after that year, I dropped out and I went and uh, registered at 
Devon University of Technology to do public relations. So going through that year seems like a waste, but it actually brought me to where I wanted to go. And then I went into PR. And because I grew up um, in a family of strong women, my granny used to work um, full time at a factory, but she was also running a business at home, which is like a tuck shop. And yeah. Emma Lokshini, you kind of have that like a corner shop here and there. But my granny did that in her own yard. And I remember she had passed away. She had already bought a container, you know. Aww. So the whole entrepreneurial uh, part of me, I think I saw from her. Um, and when I did PR and I studied, two years in, I kind of figured I want to go into doing my own thing. So that's how I basically started my business. Um, so it wasn't much of a wasted year when I did that. And then I went into PR. Then when I got there, I remember while I was studying, I kind of influenced myself into going to the whole digital aspect of things. Mm-hmm. I started blogging um, and just immensing myself into social media. Cause at that time there was only a few bloggers, especially in Durban, there were probably like five or six bloggers. Um, and it was just an, an exciting space to be in. Um, and then, yeah, so when I started my business, I figured I don't want to go the traditional PR route. I just want to be in digital. And that's how my whole journey started and going into business and, and doing what I do now. Sure. Okay. So what was your first job like? My first job because <laughs> of um, the 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 course that I did at DUT, before you graduate, you kind of have to go and do in-service training. Like practical. Yeah, practical. So our last year is basically that. And I got work at a PR company in Durban and the, I was quite bored. I don't want to lie. I was very, very bored (laughs) (laughs) because it was traditional PR and you know, they did the whole, um, like media stuff, newsletters and the writing and media monitoring. And it was, exhausting i actually didn't like any of it because uh, i remember i don't i think as soon as i finished my hours i was out of there i was like i don't want to be here yeah. anymore so it was that was my first job and then after that um i went and i worked at a marketing company and it was quite um like it was quite the experience at the marketing company because there at least i did like a lot of things and because i had also mentioned how i loved doing uh digital and and the social media part of it then they started introducing like that type of departments in there and um i kind of took over it here and there where it was possible Mm. but um being at that job also kind of introduced me to um brand development you know and strategy and all of those things uh because they had started they recently just started a new business that was part of the actual marketing company. So the owner started a new business and they had handed it over to me to basically start and develop like from the brand identity uh, to social media, you know, like the whole look Mm. and feel and how the business basically needs to run. And I think that was the one job that introduced me to everything that I'm currently doing now. And that's where I discovered myself um, and where I want to take my career and where I actually want to focus on um, when when I do eventually either start looking for work or do get into business. That's mm. what the focus needs to be because I am a strategist now and that's what I enjoy most about my business. 
um, and not necessarily creating content, you know, but we do all of that. But for me, it's having to sit down with someone and developing their business and yeah. understanding it and breaking it down and, you know, putting together strategies and then handing it over to my team and say, okay, this is what we've come up with take it over and you know put it live on social media or whatnot mm. so um work was quite interesting even though i didn't do it for much i probably worked for like two and a half years after graduation and then i started my business sure yeah. that's so fascinating because i'm interested in what you just said now how yeah. you actually develop brands yes it's I think maybe when somebody thinks of what you do we see the output of oh yeah a post the easy parts. Uh, those are the easy parts. Yeah. So you, you literally develop brands and... Yeah. It's people come to me with their ideas, basically. They yeah. They sit um, and they say, this is my idea. And I work with so many professionals. It's actually funny. I work with so many professionals who have these huge qualifications, these huge positions at God knows what companies, you know. <laughs> and they come to me like... Oh, I've turned into a mother and this is what I want to oh. go into. I'm like, okay, your career and this business that you want to start is totally different. And I think it's so nice when I see that, you know, because a lot of people, we go into studying and we do all of these things and we go high up in the ranks, you know, in your career. And then eventually it just changes just yeah. like that. And then they come and like, this is my business idea. And it's totally different from what they've been doing for years and years and years. And for me, sometimes it kind of gives me like so much inspiration to yeah. be with, like, surrounded by those type of people because they, they come to you and they say, I want to leave work because this is what I want to actually focus on. And I'm thinking to myself, are you serious? That's so brave, right? That is so <laughs> like, brave. <it's> so <laughs> you know, like that is so brave and yeah. so inspirational. Mm. But it's so amazing when um, I look at some of my clients who have come to me with just an idea, with nothing. And for me, I don't know, even know how. That's why I always say that I was actually supposed to be where I'm at at this moment with my business. Because when someone comes to you with an idea and you hear it for the first time, but you get so excited and you have these ideas, okay, this is what we need to do in order for us to get it to that point. And you actually put together those strategies and you execute and it actually happens mm -hmm. as you think it should be happening or even better. And you see them operating their businesses and it's successful. It gets me so excited. Um, and seeing the results just also proves to me where, you know, like that I was actually supposed to be yeah. here, you know? So I'm a strategist in that way where we just develop the brands from ideas sometimes. Sometimes people would come to us um, and their businesses have been operating for some time, but they're probably struggling with this or that. So we just kind of revamp and then maybe introduce social media because there is a lot of businesses that haven't mastered that part of, mm -hmm. you know, the digital space and how to utilize social media. But yeah, it's it's exciting. It's it, th my job is never the same. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine with every client that comes, a whole different <laughs> yeah, it's always story. Different. Yeah, it's always, mm. always different. So it's exciting for me and I'm happy to be where I'm at. Yeah. And what do you think? So, I mean, you studied public relations and you've really been like technically but based on your studies that you've been more in the marketing relations PR world. Mm. What do you think are the key traits that it really takes to become someone who develops brands? For me, I think um, sometimes certain things do come to you naturally. 
for me, I do believe um, the strategy part of things did come naturally to me because mm. um, it, since growing up, like I said, I thought I needed to go into psychology because I'm so used to just talking to people and having good advice with them, you know, and having to think outside the box. That to me came naturally. Uh, but as time went, I had to reinvent myself and also just put myself out there a bit more because I was very reserved as a child. Um, I didn't have like a lot of friends, actually not that I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't open to making, you know, like a lot of friends cause I was just like reserved and I love my space. Even now I still love my space, mm. but when I, excuse me. So when I went into business, I figured it was important for me to open myself up be open to knowing people and understanding people because mm. I think that is the most important thing. Being a good listener, you know, all of those things are stuff that I needed to learn as I was going into the business because someone needs to come and sit with you and tell you their business, you know, and and their idea and, and all of these things. So when someone is there, you need to obviously listen and, and take in all of it. But I think the other part is that I find... Um, as a challenge is that this is your baby that yeah. you're coming to tell me about. So you also have some sort of like protection around yes. it, you know? And, um, I find that I need to, so I need to be a strong character within my position because what happens is that sometimes people, they also have their strong characters, but when you're coming to me and you're saying you need my help, you kind of have to understand why I'm saying we need to do A, B, and C, yeah. even though sometimes you're probably like, I don't want to You need to, to that. trust. Yeah. It's like that trust, trust. let go of your baby a yes. little bit just so <laughs> yeah, you like can make trust. it. Trust. Yeah. It to me so I can do what I do <laughs> and then hand it over to you eventually when it's done like that. So there's so many uh, traits that you actually have to have in the business that I'm doing. But I think like a strong character is so important because you're dealing with so many different people who come with their own strong characters and their own beliefs and sometimes not even understanding why we're doing certain things. So for me, some of it was there, but then as I was navigating my whole career, when I started my business, I then realized all of those things. Because obviously, besides being a strategist or someone in digital, just being an entrepreneur, there's so many things that you actually have to have uh, built within your character in order for you to just be resilient and drive through all of it. So, yeah, there's a lot, I guess, that you can think about. But for me, that has been my journey throughout mm. the, what, almost five years now. Yeah. yeah. And what are some of the challenges that you've faced as an entrepreneur Yo, <laughs> I feel like that is such a tough question because there's so many challenges that we kind of face, you know. But for me, um, obviously being in Durban is quite its own challenge. Uh, it's such a slow city compared to the others. Um, come come through to Joburg. <laughs> Yo, it's so difficult to just up and leave. Like for no, me, yeah, Durban is so, it's a comfort, you know. But mm. um, what I've done is I've, just learns to to know how to navigate the city you know um and just be in my own little corner because if you try and focus too much on the slowness of the city or the lack of opportunities then it becomes a bit difficult for you to actually move forward so um it's i think the challenge has been finding clients there 
but I'm not too much in, into thinking, okay, it's not going to happen because I do work uh, with clients in Joelwick and in Cape Town. And, you know, so it hasn't been too much of a challenge finding actual clients, but it has been a challenge finding clients within the city that I'm in. Mm. Um, financing is also like a big part of uh, our problems as obviously entrepreneurs and um, understanding like cash flow because sometimes mm. you get work and it's like, okay, you can't, you only want to get paid afterwards, you know? So I've had to teach myself the whole finance aspect of my business. So I don't find myself in those type of issues. But I think the biggest issue for us is that we had to grow so fast because of the opportunities that we were given, um, working with big companies and they obviously have so much work for you. So I had to basically grow my team quite fast when I got the opportunities that I did get and growing a team is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> like, I feel like a lot of people don't actually tell you how hectic it is to go through the whole interview thing mm. and finding the right person. I've been burnt a few times, you know, hiring people and they're just not what they, they say they promise, you know, that they are. Mm. So, uh, I think the biggest challenge for me has been that just finding the right people to work with. But also um, probably I would assume letting go also, right? Yes. Like, isn't That's that so part. difficult? So luckily, the people that I'm with now, I've been very happy with. Uh, but now I do have that anxiety of, okay, they've been with me for like a year or two years. What if they now want to move on? Yeah. You know? And then I will have to... And obviously, I'm not a selfish person where I'll be like, no, don't go. You know, <laughs> I'd be so happy for them if they find jobs that, you know, will take them to the next level. But it will be so sad for me to see them go because I've been... We've been working really well together um, and we understand each other. And it took me forever to obviously get to that point to find people that f we all fit together with. But yeah, and then obviously having to start the whole process of looking for someone. Yeah. So growing a team has been very, very tough. Uh, but once you get there, it's also just having to be a good boss to them so they can stay in there happy and we all gel together and work successfully. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest part of it is just the finance aspect of it that we all face. Mm. Um, cause sometimes a client will come and the contract ends and with COVID it's been hectic like that, you know? So it's like, you have to, as an entrepreneur, we don't really look so much into the finance part of things, but it's actually what runs and keeps your business. Yeah. So you need to, to teach yourself those things. Um, it's been quite the challenge, you know? So yeah. I haven't mastered it, um, but I'm trying my best to know that cash flow is key within a business and how you spend it and how you obviously move things around when it comes to money is so important because obviously you have salaries to pay mm. besides your own, your own salary. Do you have other salaries that you need to pay? Mm. But yeah, with COVID though, we've, um, it hasn't been much of a challenge because we are in digital. So it's been, a positive for us yeah we've seen a spike uh in in clients because of that we've lost the clients but one thing that we have done is that we just try to keep our overheads like at bare minimum at this point because you'll never know what's going to happen mm. yeah and i'm sure the fact that you're based in durban yeah. and a lot of your clients i think before covid were not based in durban no. that helped hey yeah so it did help. And right now, because of that, we're not traveling as much as before because mm. 
before would clients still obviously insist in face-to-face meetings yes so now it's a lot better um so it's more on your zoom now and and it's it's easy for us because uh, that's what we try and get clients to actually jump into like hey yeah <laughs> so now it's all working in our favor but um yeah it's 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 been quite a challenge uh, to see everything happening with covid mm. uh, especially in the digital space and how we now um I think we've been in the digital space, but with, with COVID, when it happened, some of our clients needed solutions, you know. So it was quite an interesting journey for us throughout all of that, having to try and figure out, okay, how will this client continue to operate? How will this client continue to operate? And yeah, it's, it, it has grown us in every single type of aspect. Um, so COVID, in as much as some, like it was negative for other businesses, for us it was actually quite good and positive. Uh, just a few challenges here and there, but it wasn't such a bad thing for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's even a good thing to say, but yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> you it, know, it but can it be difficult to acknowledge yeah, it wasn't that. such a bad thing for us. Um, there obviously those there are businesses that pivoted and strived within COVID, and I think I believe it was one of like our companies that also pivoted during that whole point. But yeah, we did end up having to make our own, obviously shifts within the company to just make sure that we are still safe and all of that, you know, so it's been a nice journey and challenge to obviously go through. And I think now that we've gone through a whole year of COVID this year is a lot easier and we know how to all navigate hopefully. Yeah. yeah hopefully we all businesses know we have experience to, now yeah, in it we have experience even so though we haven't mastered it but at least we have, we're coming from a place of experience yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's been quite a journey sure sure yeah. yeah i mean it can be hard to celebrate wins in this time when yeah. everybody everybody's going through the most and even sure. if like your business is doing well it doesn't necessarily mean personal life is going well whatever it is mm. you know it can be hard to it, celebrate these wins but i think it's important still so to look at the positive yeah i think it is for me i really do love like having gratitude for certain Mm. things because it's not always perfect we all go through our own things and for me in as much as my business has been striving like 2020 was also a very difficult year personally you know so Mm. the the part of my life that is going well i celebrate and you know provide gratitude for that so it keeps you going, I think. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Okay, so you. This is a question I don't. I don't think I told you I was gonna ask. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, okay. So you've been an entrepreneur for so long, right? Yeah. And you've been running your own thing, doing this thing for so long. What is the biggest sacrifice that you've had to make for your career? Yo. Okay, that is a very difficult question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be a big sacrifice you know what for me um i don't like you know like sometimes when people obviously share their journeys with their like how they've started and all of that for me i never um sit and lie about my journey it wasn't much of a struggle and the reason why i would say that is because i used the opportunity to start my business at a time where i was still at home where I um, wasn't paying for a car or a house, you know, and all of that. Even though I do have a child, 
um, the support to raise my son has always been there. It has mm-hmm. not really overwhelmed me at any point. So um, I think the biggest sacrifice for me would be personally where I needed, because obviously being a mom, you need to focus on, on that and then you add entrepreneurship on top of it, you know. So for me, my biggest probably sacrifice when it comes to starting my business was that I needed to focus on it and not necessarily do A, B, and C that you'll find some other young person doing, you know. So um, mm-hmm. it's those things I've sacrificed in just not rushing my journey because, again, I'm not really running a, like a quick race here. But I've put a lot of things that I would love for myself on hold mm. to probably um, give back to my parents, you know, uh, building them a house, all of those things. It's, I'd see it as a sacrifice for me because if yeah. I had not had to do that, I'll probably be on my own now and living in my own house, you know? Yeah. So I've had to think about those things before um, thinking for myself or even with my business, like I could probably have like done something big because obviously we've had the funds to do that, but I had to think about other stuff, you know, like, yes, you can invest within the business to grow it, but sometimes you don't really have to grow like that fast or that big at some point. Because you need to be sustainable. Yeah, you need to have that long stretch and make Mm. sure that you're getting to 10 years, for instance, Mm. instead of two years. Because I think that's what other businesses kind of do. It's like, okay, just got in this client and this is how much we're making. Maybe I need to do A, B, and C. Let's go. Then you run with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's those type of sacrifices that I've had to make. But it hasn't been a tough journey because of the support that I have. Uh, my family is quite big in supporting me. My dad helps here and there when I need them, even within the business, you know. So it's, it's, um, it hasn't been bad. And I think the, the nice thing is that within like a year and a half or two years, we landed a big client who's still with us now for like three years, mm. you know. So we haven't had to worry about our monthly expenses because of that, you know? Mm. So that to me actually allowed us to work at a nice pace, uh, without stressing that, okay, what's going to pay for A, B and C. Um, and it, uh, it has also allowed us to be able to focus on the small businesses because that's why I started the business, you know, to be able to, um, give our services to small businesses at a good price that they can actually afford Mm. And for me, that kind of fulfills the whole purpose that I did start the business for instead of just focusing too much on uh, the pressure of working with big businesses because they pay the bills, you know. But having those clients who are able to pay and sustain us allows us to also work with small businesses and kind of help them get to where they want to get to. And it fulfills my purpose at the end of the day. So it's been a lovely journey. Uh, like I said, we do have challenges, but it hasn't been that hectic. Yeah, yeah, because of the support. Basically. And 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 what are what advice would you give someone that wants to start their own digital agency, for example? Yeah, I think for me, when it comes to digital, uh, it's easy for you to to navigate that uh, the startup phase for the business because you don't have that much overhead. Yeah. But also the most important thing for me that I saw is that you need to be um, versatile with your skills 
that's like the first thing that is so important. You need to be versatile. You need to know how to do certain things. Like I said, for me, the reason I focus more on the strategy part now is because I can afford to do that because I have a team. Yeah. But when I started, I was everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was everything. I The only thing I couldn't do was design. So I had to have like a freelance designer at that point because I don't know graphics. But um, websites, I do myself because I taught myself how to do that. Mm. Uh, social media, content creation, I'd be able to do that. You know, writing, like you need to give yourself those skills so you can be able to stretch yourself as much as possible before you get to a point where you need to actually hire someone. Mm. And because of that, um, because once you start having to hire people, obviously your overheads are now going up like, okay, salary here, there. But if you can do a lot of things in the money that comes into your business stays within your business, Mm. you know, uh, but whereas if you now have to hire someone or you can't do a website, you can't do graphics, you can't do copywriting, you can't do um, like, you know, community management on social media, what happens? You need to hire all those people. Mm. You have to have freelancers who do all of that. And how much are you now ending up with, you know? So I think that's the most important thing when you are going into digital is that your skills need to be diverse mm-hmm. as much as possible. Because also once you start hiring people or once you start, start working with freelancers you need to understand what you're paying them for you know so i wouldn't give a graphic designer something and i probably don't understand what they're doing i need yeah. to understand same with websites when someone is charging me for instance twenty thousand rands to develop a website i need to understand why are you charging me that much money uh what are you going to be doing you know so it's easy for me to oversee all of these things because I fully understand them myself. Mm, they yeah. can't, they can't trick you or fool you and be like, no, actually no. it's a one page website, but it's going to be 50,000. Exactly. You're like, no, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that is the most important thing, especially if you, obviously if you go into business, I'd probably give like different advice, but with mm. digital, that's the one thing I'd say is, is, is very important. And then at some level, once you do have people, you need to oversee the work that they're doing. So you need to uh, be vigilant about that as well as that. Are you overseeing it the right way? Cause for me, when I take, bring a client, I still have to be the one who gives the work to the people and say, okay, this is what the client wants mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to execute it. So go ahead and do it, you know, but, um, it starts with you and you then have to feed off to your team. And it's very fulfilling for me when I see my team doing the things that I was handling and they're doing it as just as good as I would do it because it takes a lot to teach someone that, you know. And for me, when I started working, uh, the first person I hired was straight out of um, graduating, you know. So I had to obviously teach them a lot, but now we are at a good place where they actually would put together a strategy without my help. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, yeah, that was so fulfilling. So it's like, yeah, it's good wins for me to actually see that because you, as a business owner, once your business gets to that, you now need to be out there looking for work and mm-hmm. meeting with clients and then bringing in the work and make sure it's being done. So it takes off a lot of stress from you because um, at, at some point I, I might not be like hands-on as much as possible. Mm. And that means the business is growing in the right direction. Mm, yeah. mm. So big wins. Big wins. Okay, so I want you to tell us a little bit about 
what have been the highlights of your journey and what have been the low lights, especially because we don't talk about those often enough. Okay, so let me start with the highlights. I think the first thing for me was just being able to start a business and launch it and and it stands out. So when I started, by, by what I mean by, by that is that when I started is, is that I tried my best to immense myself into the business where it was personal. Sometimes people say that's like not the best thing to do because <laughs> obviously you now need to separate. Yeah, you're going to get you know, attached. Yeah, you're going to get attached. But for me, it was very important to do that, especially because I wanted to work with small businesses and I need to get someone to trust me. You know, um, I need someone to come to me and, and know that they'll actually get to meet Uno Tando, you know. Um, mm. And for me, it was so important to do that. So successfully doing that is very important. It was very, very important to me and a good uh, part of how I started and how it actually helped me grow. Um, the second thing was landing uh, an account with Johnson & Johnson. And yeah. yeah, it was very big. It was very weird the way it happened. And it was oh, wow. right within, I don't, I don't even think the business had turned two years. Sure. Like it was, yeah. And for me, for, for us to actually land that type of clients in Durban is like, whoa. <laughs> okay. But it was such a nice experience because when we got that client, it wasn't in the, like in the section that you'd probably think you'd do it because Johnson and Johnson, you you think like oh products, you know, mm. but we don't deal with products. We deal with global health. Things like what do oh, you wow. even know about all of those things, you know? But for us, it has been such an experience because we deal with the program that they run that is centered around HIV and AIDS and all of that. So it was a challenge mm. for us, but it was such a nice experience and for for us to see the growth that we've done within that uh, contract and it's still being around is, is a big win for us. Um, it has sustained us. It, it has, we've made contact here and there. Um, and it's, it's been amazing basically for us. That was like the biggest high fall mm. for us because it has grown our business to, to the point that we are at, at this moment. Um, I think also just growing my team, having to say I have three people that I've hired at the mm. office and I pay four salaries, including mine, is like a big win for us. Because um, you see a lot of people struggle, you know, with, with just paying their own salary and I pay four. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's been truly, truly amazing. Um, and just to have people trust us uh, and come to us and approach us and you know, just want to work with us just by saying, oh, I saw someone working with you. Oh, I saw this that you guys did. A lot of times when people do come to us, our work really speaks for itself and we don't have to do much convincing. Yeah. So for us, the foundation that we built was really good because it has sustained our success and it's still continuing to do so. Um, and, oh, excuse me, and it kind of pushes me to basically continue upping the level of our customer yeah. service you know so it it shows that but not to say that we don't have challenges we do but for us it still shows that we're doing something right for us to still be at that point where people come to us and they want to work with us without much convincing uh lows okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, I think the, so with, with our big clients, we had two accounts with them. When COVID happened, they took one away. Mm. Uh, like I said, because it's global health, uh, COVID affected a lot of things. And they are a company that also is focused on COVID, you know. So it was quite a challenge when that happened. Um, but we were able to pick ourselves up. Um, and then last year, we did move, not last year, in 2019, we had moved into a big office space and we wanted to obviously grow a bit more but with COVID we had to close the office yes. and I was actually quite sad to lose that space because we really loved it um so now we are working from home but it's still like okay when are we going to go back to the office and be able to create because the office space was more of our like studio space as well ah. so now it's like a challenge when we have to do product shoots for clients and all of that so we're just trying to figure 2021 That's a bit better now because of all of that because we don't have an office and we're all working from home um so yeah it's been those things uh but yeah so far the journey has been amazing for us mm. yeah it has mm. now i'm happy for you that these these are all great to know yeah okay um i want to know from you what is the worst career advice that you ever received even if it's not like i am giving you advice just some, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know, sometimes like people will like say, say things. things. Yeah. Mm, what is the worst that you think you received? You know, um, I think for, for me, a lot of, especially I have a lot of uh, conversations with black entrepreneurs, mm. right? And they tend to judge, not even judge, but they tend to ask the weirdest questions. Um, and for me, when I started the business and when I grew the business, I've always told myself that I really want to do things right, you know, mm. by the book. So when you're asking me a question, I think one thing that does pop up is I remember I once had a conversation with someone and I was telling them, I was, I don't know, I think I was frustrated about some of the processes that were going through with registering my, um, my staff with SARS and, you know, UIF and all of those things like, huh? why are you doing that? So I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, why, why are you paying all of those things? You pay tax. And I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, but why? So much money. I'm like, so you have, to you do have it? to do it. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you can do this and mm. you don't have to. I'm like, no, but that doesn't make sense. I want mm. my staff to also get like pay UIF. So if something does happen, that's mm. secure. You know, I want, I don't want uh, a bad reputation with SARS and all of mm. that. And because of how much our business has grown, we even pay VATs now. And people still look at it like, did you have to go and register for VATs? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you want SARS to come knocking at my door? Like, you earn so much money and you're not paying VAT. So for me, it's, it's people who come at me like that. And I think that's why sometimes I don't necessarily share some of the things I watch who I talk to uh, because of those things. And people tend to, to give you like very weird advice when it comes to you doing things right and by the book. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who do guide me. Like I said, I work with other entrepreneurs and more, um, especially women. So people who have been in business for so long, they tend to be open to sharing and advising yeah. and just guiding you. So I've been lucky 
to be surrounded by those type of people mm. um so yeah it's it's been okay but i block out weird noise yeah yeah, it yeah. A lot. I, I try to block <laughs> and it, it can out. and i'm sure it can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking hmm actually i can't do it like that yeah, yeah. but but it doesn't you help. have to block it out yeah you just have to to block it out because it affects you and i think that's why a lot of people like they downfall comes yeah especially with finances like yo yes. guys that is the most important thing you should be watching uh especially because you don't know how to do those things so it's hire someone professional to handle it for you mm. if someone is mm. advising you to go and register your stuff register your stuff like why are you running away from it what happens when it catches up with you mm. you know it becomes a big mess. Like it might cost a lot now in terms of time and whatever it is, but it'll cost you much more yeah, in the future. In the future. And paying SARS is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, like it's not a joke. So sure. you don't want to be in their bad books mm. in any way. How? So yeah, that, it was just weird when people say that. So I think that's why it's so important sometimes to just not even share like those type of mm. things with your business. Just keep it to yourself and your accountant or whoever's helping um but yeah people are weird where do you see Natando Tembe communications in the next like what what is your long-term goal yeah for us i think um it's we so because of covid right we try to push ourselves more into working with brands that are within the e-commerce um you know industry uh products selling products and all of that so i do want us to grow within that industry where we are servicing more uh, brands that sell stuff you know mm. uh because i think with covid we've seen how um those brands will always strive and you know be working and need the digital space and for us it's such an exciting um process to work with them because obviously it goes from branding to websites uh to seo to you know like all the digital aspects that a brand could ever want online you get to work with then it comes to shooting for products and yeah you know it's like it's such a nice and diverse industry to be in so i definitely hope that our business will go more towards that um and then obviously with just landing more big clients for us is a big um thing that we're trying to do this year we don't really have like a long list of dream clients that we'd love to work with but we do want to move into doing more work with clients that um have big impacts uh currently big names you know all of that uh but we'll see we'll see we're just taking it one step at a time, one step at a time. yeah because i think one thing that i've like learned with business is that you can never predict I mean, we learned that with COVID yeah. as well, right? Like, eh, you, <laughs> you never can know. Never <laughs> you just have to push yourself out there. Um, and whoever bites, you then see how that mm. goes. But sometimes someone might come knocking and you'll never know who it is, you know. So we, we continue doing what we know we are good at mm. to put ourselves out there. Um, and then whoever comes, comes. And we will be intentional, obviously, this year yes. to just introduce ourselves to more brands uh, and more uh, businesses that we'd probably want to work with. But, yeah, we, we are hoping for good growth. Uh, we are hitting our five-year milestone this year. So we'll see how it goes as time comes, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, well, we'll, we'll be watching and wishing you all the best. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. So this is my favorite part of the podcast mm-hmm. where I get to ask my favorite question. Okay. The question uh, comes from my favorite quote, which is, be who you need when you were younger. Okay. Because I believe that when we were younger, there's always someone we would have wanted to see out there mm-hmm. or something that we might have wanted to hear, whether we're con- we were conscious of it or not. Yeah. Um, and I think if we needed that when we were younger, while we can't go back and change time, there's probably someone out there today who needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. So I want to know from you, if you could go back and talk to younger Natando, what would you say to her? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I think it would definitely be control. Like, don't think you'll always have control of situations. I think that's the first mm-hmm. thing. Because for me, I've always strived to have control. And when life happens, it happens. And you can't really have control of it. Um, so I think when I look back, I would definitely say, just take it as, as it comes, yes, have your plan, mm-hmm. but sometimes your plans will not go as you predicted them to go. And when that happens, it's okay. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's, it's good to, to have your head straight. So I, th- I think one thing that I've noticed about myself is that I took myself too serious at some point. And it's okay to do that, but it's also okay to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think the past two years have taught me that is that it's time for you to actually have fun and remind yourself that you are young, you know, and do certain things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I guess, um, as you never, I think also it's a big problem because I'm the oldest at home. So responsibility is like instilled quite early. Yeah. But now I'm a, I'm, I'm a last born. So oh, <laughs> the spoiled ones. <laughs> so for me, it's, yeah. it's all, it's all those things that I would say is just like, Try and have less control with certain things. Have your plan, less control, have fun. Mm. Be okay to doing things that seem bizarre, you know, because um, you are young and just enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Def- don't take yourself too seriously. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Live like it's okay Live. to play a yes. little. It's okay. Focus, but it's okay to play yeah, a little. It's, it's as okay well. to play. Like, I think just finding the balance for me. For the longest time, I didn't have the balance. Mm. So it was just... Uh, and obviously, I had a child straight after graduating as well. And it was all like, oh, okay, now I'm a mom. So I need to focus on being a mom, you yeah. know? And then I went into business. Now I need to focus on, you know, just doing that. But forgetting that, okay, I actually am allowed to have fun and do all of these things. And eventually those things catch up with you because you feel like there isn't any type of balance within Mm. your life. But now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, it's okay to do those things. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. Um, How can our audience get in touch with you, get in touch with their services, follow your journey as well? Okay, I'm everywhere on social media, so <laughs> can just search my name. I, I, I hope you are, because you run a digital agency. Yes. <laughs> I'm everywhere. You can Google me, you'll find me. Uh, I'm not time with Dembe on all my socials. And then with our business, it's NT Communications on all socials. I think on Instagram, it's NT Coms. Um, our website is also ntcoms.co. Uh, but yeah, just Google my name and yeah. pick me up. <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank, Thank you for you sharing. Thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to She Brigade. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend you think will enjoy it too. You can also share it on your social media and tag us at She Brigade. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so feel free to email your questions or your suggestions to info at shebrigade.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter at shebrigade. Until next time, bye.